This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor, and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but to myself. That goes without saying. But what dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, It's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast, a lot sooner than we planned on recording, but the news coming out of Vale Park today that Andy Crosby has been relieved of his duties of first team manager at Port Vale. So first and foremost, before we go into our thoughts on it, we've got to say there's a human being behind this. Um, no one likes to see anyone lose the job, and Andy Crosby certainly a good bloke, and we are gutted that it hasn't worked for him. My view is the right decision has been made to try and save the season and try and stay up, but that doesn't take away from the fact that someone's lost his job, and we're certainly not going to be celebrating the fact that someone's lost his job, but we are going to be talking about maybe where it went wrong and what the next steps are. So, first of all, live outside of Lawn Street, stood there, seeing if anyone's turning up. I'm going to go to Johnny. Johnny, initial thoughts on today? Well, um, you'll you'll be pleased to know Joey Barton has just pulled up on the car park. Christ, how how does that fit with the family ethos of the club? With what he tweets? He's just coming to kick the doors in, that's all. He's He's not coming for the job, he's just coming to smash the place up. A woman's in charge, so, you know, he doesn't like women in football. True, true. So, yeah, go on, initial thoughts. Johnny is on his phone, so he's not the normal sound, hence me hosting. Johnny, you've been football, but you heard the news before you went. Initial thoughts on Andy Crosby being sacked five days after the transfer window shut. Wait, I suppose we've got to look at it in three different ways, haven't we? First, is it the right decision for him to leave? Yes. Is it the right time for him to leave? Absolutely not. Because if you're going to do it after one bad result, because whilst it's not one bad singular result, we've waited until the next bad result when you can't really do anything other than change the manager. So that's that's not great. And then the third bit is obviously we, we've got to hear something from the club still because we haven't we still are none the wiser why the transfer window was a mess. So, there's still, still questions to be answered. 
came to Crosby earlier this season. He's a lovely bloke. All the players speak really highly of him, and no doubt he'll be in Tramier in a couple of weeks with his mates. Yeah, and I think we do all hope that Andy Crosby gets another job. He's back in work. He's back coaching because everyone says what a great coach he is. Unfortunately, didn't work out for him. He was managed to avail. And as Johnny said, the right decision has been made. So let's go overseas to our foreign reporter, Stu in Canada. Nice to have you on, although not the right reasons for having you on. Thanks for having me on, lads. Anyway, really nice. Um, Yeah, it's not a big surprise to me. Uh, I think Johnny. Oh God, I hate this. Johnny, Johnny summed it up quite well there, didn't he? Uh, like it feels to me, from that perspective, that Flickcross bought himself some time there, getting rid of him. Nothing we can do in the transfer window now, so it's all going to be down to the manager to the end of the season. Um, it's just a. Just to you know, Crosby comes across as a nice guy, but it just he should never have got the job for me. So it's it, we're just writing a wrong. Problem is, for me, we're just we're spending we're we're bringing another manager in with X amount of games to go to try and save the season. How many times have we done that in the last ten years? We've done it quite a bit, you know. Just like last year, and last year we eyed him. Uh, to take over, uh, he won. He won against Bristol Rovers on holiday. We were on holiday, and we give him the job anyway, despite the fact that he he lost a cut, lost at Charlton. Plymouth, fair enough, but like, yeah, we just. I don't think that was a particularly inspiring appointment. Do I think we're going to be able to do that again this time? No, I don't think we are going to be able to ins- do an inspiring appointment. I think. Look at that list of people that are available at the moment. It's not great. But are we are we going to be able to prize anybody away from the, from another club at this stage of the season to to come in? So I don't know what they'll do from here. I mean, it's the right thing. It's the right thing to get rid of him. But like with the way that they've left it, who are you going to get to do this job at the moment? It's not. It's not a particularly appetising job for somebody to take on. Yeah, we'll think on that, Stu, because we will be asking later. Who do we get? Let's go even further afield than Canada to the foreign lands of Manchester. Andy, how's your news gone down in Manchester, Andy Crosby losing his job? Um, very similar to everywhere else, I imagine. Um, it's not straightforward, is it? It's not like one simple narrative. There's a lot of things got into it. Uh, I mean, he's got every right to turn around to David Flitcroft and say, where were we players? You dealt me a shit hand. And... <sighs> Also, you can factor in the injuries as well. He's, he's not really had a great deal of luck with that. But ultimately, it, I don't know. I thought he's hes a head coach. He's not a manager, is he? I think he's not really got that sort of management maverick sort of personality about him, that sort of man-manager, that sort of getting into players' minds, messing about with them. You know, there was no sort of... Mickey Adams type mind games, putting everyone on transfer lists, anything like that, anything, anything that sort of, you know, the sort of old tricks Cluffy or something like that would do. He's very much a straight down the line technical coach, and I did genuinely think he was progressing us in in a style of play. We we were playing some very good football early on in the season, and then all of a sudden, either we got found out or we ran out of ideas. We didn't really have anyone. 
up top and we were keeping possession for possession's sake. And it stopped being one or two exceptions and it started being more of a rule. You know, we, we went to... I'm just trying to think of the places where we had so much of the ball and we did nothing with it. Shrews was, was probably... Mm. The final straw where it became actually quite tedious and sort of you couldn't really say well we've dominated the game we just were unlucky we weren't unlucky but you know at that point you know the penny dropped for pretty much everyone that it was that was just as probably as good as it would get with Crosby it'd be lots of very nice sideways possession keeping the ball absolutely no teeth and just things have sort of conspired to keep him in a job maybe longer than it should have been. It's the cup run. It's, um, you know, getting the odd win here and there at the right time. We, ironically enough, we abandoned a lot of the principles that we were playing with around December and he got us 10 points that month. We got three wins and a draw um, by being a bit uglier and, and causing a bit of chaos instead of just keeping control of the ball. So, it's 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 funny. It's it's not one thing, like I said. It's there's so many things feeding into it, but as well as it not quite working, you could argue that he's he's had not the the best not the best um, luck with injuries and recruit the players he's been recruited for him, but also a, a better, more experienced manager probably gets us at least say six, seven points more out of the games he has, out of the games that we've had, and we're not anywhere near relegation. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And I said that last night, that I think up to the 1st of January, a different manager, I say, gets us 10 points more. But whoever's coming in now has got a big task to do because they haven't got a striker, let's be honest. Uh, but... The players we've got, I think, are more than capable of keeping us up. They, they just need some leadership, and that's what the new man's going to have to bring. Uh, moving on, we've got Biddle's favourite son, James Wilson, for the new manager to get his teeth into and get the best out of. So we'll move on to Biddle's second favourite son, Stephen. How's the news gone down in God's County? Dreadful news, dreadful. Um, I think it was inevitable, obviously. It's late. But the timing of it is appalling. And I don't get, and there's going to be a reason for this, that you don't sack a manager two days after the transfer window close unless you've got no money. I know Johnny disagrees with me. I know he's in the car. But if a new manager comes in in January, he's banging on the door saying, these players are shit, I need reinforcements. And then the club have got a difficult decision. Do you bring a new manager in? Because they'll only come if you say... Right, you can sign your player. So we've taken that out of the equation. We're not we we're giving the new manager the same thing we gave Crosby. They're working with one hand tied behind one hand tied behind the back. I don't particularly agree with you, Bez, either. I think the new manager comes into a set of players who aren't good enough, and maybe he will get a tune out of them. Maybe you know it's going to be try and grind out some nil nils on the odd one nil. But I don't think these players are particularly good. And I think this team now is so much weaker than the one in that started December with Alfie and Ollie before the injuries. So the new manager has got shitter players, um, less of them as well, the options up front. Whoever comes in has got a hell of a job on their hands. 
and you know I've been doing like you boys canvassing around for who I think it should be but it's not going to be the most attractive job in the world for somebody off decent is it especially when you might be looking at recruiting for somebody to keep us up and then somebody fits in with the philosophies we like to call it for next year and Flitcroft has bought himself some time but if he fucks this his position will be untenable yeah, oh, yeah, it's got to be. He's on. He's in trouble now. This is his last chance, I think. Yeah, he if lives and not, dies I don't know by what the, the hell next doing. Lives yeah. and dies by the next appointment. Hundred percent. And what you said there, Steve, I totally agree with you that we are weaker than we were in the first half of the season now. But I still think there's enough players here to keep us fit from bottom. Where are the goals coming from, Bess? I think if we switch formation, and I do think it's a switch of formation to a front three and do it properly, I think you can get Alex Martin providing, I think you can get Chessy getting goals, I think Jensen Wee has proved at Morecambe he can get goals in this league, Garrity will be back at some point, I don't know how soon, I think he can get goals, and I think with the right service, James Wilson will get you goals. Are any of them going to get you 10 goals between now and the end of the season? Absolutely not, 100%. Between them, do I think they can get enough goals to keep us fifth from bottom? Personally, I do. And I feel more positive today than I did on yesterday's podcast. And I actually feel as though the club are taking this season more serious than I thought they were now. Should they have done more than the transfer one window, 1,000%. And we've left ourselves a task to do now, whereas with the right players, we're comfortably staying up. We've now got an uphill task. So you're saying play 3-4-3, because we've got the place for 3-4-3. Well... We've got the players to play three at the back. We haven't really got players to play four at the back at the moment, have we really? Uh, my first opinion. My opinion, I think we can play Jason Lowe right back, Dan Jones left back with Deb and the lad from Dan Bond. Jones? You know, I call Dan Jones. He could sneeze and break his ankle at some point. So we can't have a we can't rely on Dan Jones. That's the problem. Like, well, so we've got James loads Wilson of players in there that we can't rely on. So do you think the way we Sorry, oh, um, do you want to go first? Uh, so could James Wilson. He could sneeze and break his ankle, but he's still on me starting eleven while he's fit. Yeah, I just. But Dan Jones hasn't played for four months. That's the problem. What? We're talking. You talk about players here. They've got to come back. Got to, and we're going right into a massive period here of playing seven. We've got seven games in what is it twenty something days? So we've got to we've got to be ready to go for it. We're nowhere near ready. That's the big problem. But I I have a massive issue with this because with the way that this squad set up for the rest of the season, like Steve just said, I don't think we've got the players to handle this next month. We did absolutely nothing about that in January. And this was always, this was looming, especially in those last few days when they rearranged a couple of the fixtures and put them all in Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for February. And now we're looking at it and you have a look at see, see who we got. We're struggling for numbers and we didn't do, we didn't bring any numbers in. That was the worst part. Like, Mighton, I would play. Yeah, he looked pretty lively the few times that he touched the ball on Saturday. But you're going to put Massey there at right wing, on the right wing, probably, aren't you? If you play. No, no cheers. I don't think. Uh, okay, but the, the. I just don't think we've got, got the pieces here to. <laughs> I genuinely think we're in a lot of trouble. Genuinely yeah, I, do. Yeah, I'd echo. I don't want to go back to what Stu and I agree on. 
we're a jigsaw with all, we're a jigsaw with awful pieces missing here. You know, we've we're in a right shit state. They, they have left a new manager with a fucking horrible job to do. And the only way we will stay up is if there are foil waste teams. And that, that was always a gamble they were probably taking. What's forced to hand with Crosby is a shit scare that no one's going to turn up tomorrow as much as anything, aren't they? Yeah. Eventually, eventually, money will always out. And the club, has a, whatever the club's financial situation is, they've got to sell season tickets next year. You've got you've got Bezer on the pod last night saying he's not saying, you know what, I might not buy a season ticket. I might not spend any more money with the club. He's even taking his flask into the ground. Once you start hitting anybody in the pocket, then you, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a reaction because it's like an election. In the, in the end, it's economy stupid. But the new manager hasn't got the tool. Hasn't got the tools. He's got to do something amazing and have a lot of luck with the teams. Well, was. If you, if, well, you just said it there. But if you sell, if you're going to sell two thousand less tickets on Tuesday night, I'm not saying that because we're probably selling. 200 for tomorrow night on and everybody that's turning up is pretty much a season ticket holder but if you say like if you look at it and it's going to cost you 2,000 adult tickets over the next between now and the end of the season and it's going to cost you 50 grand to sack Crosby well you're even aren't you Hmm. that's why we have you on street for the finance side (laughs) tell you what before we carry on with the conversation I want a very short answer off your own I'll go round the order I started with have we got more or less chance of staying up now that Crosby's gone? I appreciate we don't know who's coming in at this stage, but now Crosby's gone. Johnny, start with you. We've got more or less chance of staying up for you now. Depends who the manager is. It does. Yeah, and I get that. I, I, I can't honestly answer it because if we bring in, for example, Lee Carsley, who probably nine months ago at the start of the season, most of us would have been pretty happy with. I think we go down because I think he's gonna he, he's gonna have the style of play and he's gonna need the players for that. Whereas if you bring in a, a manager that's a survival expert and you say to him, "We want you for twelve weeks," and he's happy with that, then I think we can stay up. You look at managers that have made a career out of survival, and is it going to be pretty? No, it's probably not going to be pretty, but nor was the first month and a half under Clark. So we, we've, we've got to make a, a proper decision about whether we are shit or bust, really. And I think that's the big thing. It's, it, it's are we going for somebody for the long term and hope that they can keep us up? Or is it just going to be a short-term appointment to keep us up? Yeah. And what would you do? Me? Um, yeah. Short-term appointment to keep us up, but then finding that man is is a lot harder than than it is probably finding someone that's willing to come for two two years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Stu, same question. Uh, I think we're in better shape staying up this this time, I think. I know Johnny's saying that and it does depend on who the manager is, but I I think we were going down anyway. So like at least we've given ourselves a chance at staying up. It's just the side, the squad, and you're going to bring somebody in. I really thought about Lee Carsley before, but I do like that idea. If that's if that's an option for us, um, yeah, it will all depend on who the man, who the next manager is, really. But like, if you if you can see where it's all going, then you don't. If you see you falling off a cliff, 
you don't just carry on driving the car off the cliff, do you? You try and do something about it before you get before you drive off the cliff. And I think that's, you know, for want of a better uh, analogy, because <laughs> it's not life or death. But it, but it, yeah, I think that's exactly where we were going to me. Yeah, and to be honest, you've echoed everything. I think that we doesn't mean we're going to say because we sat cross. We absolutely not. But I do think we've given ourselves more of a chance now and. I'm happier, as I keep saying, than I was last night because now I feel as though the club are trying to do something to stay up. Is it going to be enough? We'll see. Andy, same question to you. Were we in a better shape to stay up or worse with um, without Crosby? I think we're largely the same, but we've got the chance of appointing somebody decent now. Uh, and if, if we take that chance, then, yeah, we, we, we may be better off slightly, but yeah, we, we do have to get someone in who's experienced, been around the block a bit, um, can make us horrible to play against, a bit bit dirty, bit just just an old head really. So some someone just abandon all principles for a few months and and make sure we survive and then we get to the summer and then we don't repeat the same mistakes in, in the next window. So so that's that's probably where we we need to go with with that one is just who'll come. You look at you look at the hand that Crosby had. You look at the hand that the new manager is going to be dealt. He's got two fierce strikers on the books, and one of them doesn't have a great injury record. Where are the goals going to come from? It's probably going to reflect badly on him. Um, if if he takes us down, it'll go on his CV that he's got a relegation. So a lot of managers will look at that and think, I don't I don't need that hassle. Um, or they might wait until March, April when when things are a bit clearer before they take the job. So we, we could end up with David Dunn for the foreseeable future until maybe some of the more experienced managers have a look at the job, have a look at where we are at the end of the month and decide if they w- want it. If if it becomes, if we're in the bottom four and we're, we're looking like we're going down, it might be a bit of a Houdini acting. It might sort of, if it's not going to reflect badly upon them and they could possibly save us or not reflect badly on them if they don't save us, then they'll maybe take the job, but it'll be a lot later in the season if they do that. So um, I, I think it's it's quite dangerous in the short term. I think in the next few weeks, we, we may struggle. We, we may not. I think money will probably talk a, a lot more. Yeah, That'll dictate who we get. Also, so if we decide to throw a bit of money at someone decent, then it's, that's a game changer. But if we don't, then we might have a pretty awkward few weeks of trying to recruit a manager in the same way as we've tried to patiently wait for us to recruit a striker. Yeah, yeah. I think it's points. fair to say, probably, by the way, lads, that Lee Carsley's probably not a viable option here. Agreed. So, yeah. He's under 21 manager for a start, and I think that's probably gives him a good stock. And then it looks like Ireland are appointing him as their manager. So I'd say we're probably out of that one on those stakes. Yeah, agree, agree. Steve, <laughs> I think we've done that question to death, so I'm changing the question for you. Not oh, bastard. I've got a great answer, but you'll never find out. Yeah, I believe you. Uh, elephant in the room. A lot of reports Crosby's took training this morning before getting the sack later in the day. Pet the bones out to that one. It would suggest that 
it was a very last minute decision to sack him. What's brought he on? I do not know. You know, why would you let him take training when you know he's going to get the bullet? Does that indicate he doesn't know he's, they don't haven't decided they're going to sack him? Or does that, or do they just simply let him take training because somebody's got to? It's been very, very badly managed all the way through. So why shouldn't they make a mess of sacking him? They made a mess, made a mess of everything else, from signing players to holding on to him too long. So we've even balls the sack up, haven't we, in true, in true veil fashion. So I don't know, but it's the timing of the whole thing is very odd. Yeah, yeah. And he says, I mean, when Daryl Clark got sacked, he got sacked at full time of the game. He got sacked on the coach on the way home so that they had time to do something before the next game. With Crosby, we've left it until he's took training on the Monday that we're playing on the Tuesday. So I don't know what's going on. And the truth is, I actually don't care. I'm just glad they got to that decision. And again, that's not against the man. That's for the benefit of the football club for me. Johnny, what do you want to see from the next appointment? And I'm, if you've got a name, great. If you haven't, I'm just asking what you want to see. And how quick. Well, how quick? I think I, I'd like to see it done within within 10 days, is, is how quick. I'd, I'd hope that we have been on the phone today to people, scout, scouting it out, seeing if they'd be interested and stuff like that. Name-wise, that you'd hope that Michael Duff, Darren Moore, someone like that would be interested. I know that we've kind of got a little bit of history with Darren Moore, so that might not be realistic. Because um, I know that he, he accused our fans and he at Burton of being racist once upon a time. Yeah. Um, so that might not happen. He might not remember that sort of thing or what whatnot. Who knows? But that that's sort of where, where I'm looking at of three managers, shall we say, um, without actually really looking into it. And then you're looking at managers in work and it's hard to look at any League One manager and think that they'd move to us. Like when we Clark come over from Warsaw when we're in the same league and stuff like that. It's hard, it's hard to see that with, with League One because we're very much down that sort of bottom end budget-wise. So it's not like we're fishing in a bigger pond than many clubs that have got gaffers. And then... The ones that are doing well in League Two are doing well in League Two for a reason. They're probably not going to want to risk being in League Two next season when they've, they've got the gamble of going going up. So it makes our, our pool of, of appointments really, really small. Um, and I just, I just think that it's going to end up being like... It's going to have to be an interim somewhere. Um, so... Let's see what uh, Brian Orton's doing, Stu. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, dear. Go on, Stu. Carry on. What do you want to see from the next manager? How quick are you? Well, if we're going to carry on this where we are, it's got to be somebody that fits this mould. And So, you can't. we can't change direction very much at the moment. We've just got to have somebody in there that can actually execute David Flitcroft's vision. And I know that's going to get a load of load of crap, that comment about whether he's actually got a vision or anything like that. And I know I know where it's going, but we can't we can't steer off course here. Like we've just got to get somebody who sees it the same way that Flitcroft did, 
it, it do, does that uh, actually can execute it better than Crosby can. So there's no point in going in any other direction at the moment. Anything else will be absolutely ludicrous from us. And like I've just heard, like when we're talking about it, and you're just talking about like doing game within five days after the transfer transfer window, so veil. And it is, isn't it? I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But like we're we're in it now, and we've got to we've got to try and make the best out of this. But there's no point in going for somebody, for instance, that prefers playing four four two now over over somebody that plays three at the back. You've got to go with the guy that plays three at the back because that's what we've got. You know, we can't we can't make a big change here. It's going to be bonkers if we do that. So we've just got to find somebody who understands it and can execute it. It's it's really depressing. Follow that, Andy. Um, I don't think I can. Uh, it's it 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 it, it could go either way and I'm not convinced that we've done this with any great forethought I do wonder if something's blown up in the afternoon there's there's I think people have put two and two together and have they come to five or, or what it is it's a very strange time of day to to sack someone particularly when you've got a game the next day so it could be a bit knee-jerk um I've got a question D- do you think that David Flitcroft is feeling the pressure and that the sacking is... Somebody said on the radio, it's like, um, we've got two home games to come. We, we've had a bit of anti-Flitcroft chanting on Saturday. Is this Flitcroft saying, taking the pressure off himself by saying, somebody will put it on the radio, sorry, Andy, here you go, you're under the bus. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Whether you've been Super Vale away or you've been in Burslem at the mother town watching the Vale play at home, Johnny, you can always have a McDonald's on the go or delivered right to your door. You can indeed. And where'd you get them from, Bez? You go to McDelivery. I've said it right on this one. Go over to the McDonald's app. And get yourselves one. Johnny, what are the T's and C's? It's participating restaurants only. You have to be 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Steve, your turn next. Take that one. I think Flitcroft is inevitably under pressure. The manager who selected has done a bad job. His last transfer window was, let's not beat about the bush, was disastrous. So and he's got he hasn't really got any other options. He can sit in the director's box tomorrow and watch two thousand people turn up and all turn on him, or he can get rid of Crosby. Whether he's feeling the pressure any more than he was two weeks ago, probably because of the transfer window, but he had to do something. And this is the only lever he had. 
he didn't pull any leaves in the transfer window for what we didn't sign anyone in the transfer window. So he can't say, look, I've signed X, Y, and Z. These are proven players. Go on, Andy, manage him. He didn't do that. So he hasn't really got anything else he can do, has he? And he isn't going to resign himself, is he? You know, he's just gone full time, as we like to say. He's a confident fella. He obviously believes in his own ability. And whether, like, some people think that's all bullshit, smoke and mirrors, who knows? So is he under pressure? Yes. But this was the only lever, this is the only thing he had in his locker to try and bail him out of the shit. And as we keep saying, whatever he does next is potentially his last ever is, is his last roll of the dice, isn't it? Yeah. It is a theory. Stop me if I'm sounding absolutely insane there. They were going to sack him this afternoon if there was a meeting, which apparently there might well have been a meeting planned already. And he took training, but they took training because they were willing to be talked around this afternoon in this meeting that he could turn it around. And something's gone wrong in that meeting or that he hasn't convinced them enough that to change course of what they were, what they were planning at this stage, because like that, and I, me and Andy slightly disagree on this in the, in the group chat, but the search has already begun comment suggests that they'd already started planning this before, before the, before they even announced it. So they've already, and I, Hopefully they've got like joking about whether it's on the board next to the striker line or uh, striker transfer targets, and you've got a list of managers knocking up there, and it's a bit awkward when Crosso goes in. But like we we should we should have a list somewhere of potential managers for us, so it shouldn't actually take that long to get this get this over the line. Like well, if we haven't got a list of potential new managers sitting around somewhere, somebody's not doing the bloody job properly, and that will lay into people saying that Flitcroft's not doing his job properly, but which is very much open to debate, isn't it? Yeah, of course, we should have a list of managers. You know, in the same way that we work three transfer windows in advance, the manager can go at any time, the physio can go at any time. It, it's part of your due diligence. It's part of doing your job properly that you've got contingency planned for, for every position. And if we, you know, in, in, you know we, 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 we all go to work in different places, but, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be look, looking to the future. And it didn't take a rocket scientist to see this. This could have got Crosby could have been sacked from probably the end of October before the middle of the game onwards. If they haven't got a really good idea of a who's available, b who wants to come, then Flitcroft wants shagging basically, you know. And and if they haven't got this list, they haven't got a plan, then it reflects really badly on them. No matter what, you know, it's we just see we just seem to be a rudderless ship. And you talk about this meeting, who was the one who was talking them into? Keeping Crosby honest to you, is it Andy himself saying, "Come on, Andy, come in here, tell us yeah. why you're going to save the club." Do you think they give I'm him just, a I'm just, I, In my theory, that's it. They basically come and save your job. Mm. It could have been, couldn't it? There's what no about? reason why they couldn't, why they wouldn't have done that. Like you've come in, tell us why. Yeah. Like this isn't looking good, mate. This is like, come on, and then that meeting's gone. Not the way that everybody was hoping it was going to go. Yeah, and Crosby can. Johnny, you're what, own now, so we stand up with that. Let's hear from you. Yeah. Or, or is it them little shit houses again coming coming and running to Carroll going, I don't like this manager? Could be. We 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 heard rumours last time that that happened under Clarkie. And we know that, that that was the right thing to do. I'm not saying it was the wrong thing to do, but we heard rumours then that players were running to him going, We don't like this. So is it is could it be player power? Could could they have gone to that meeting and then They've had 
the players there and the players have gone, this isn't working. And that's that's the straw that's broke the camel's back. And it's not, like you said, it's not Crosby talking around. It's they've had a meeting with the with the leadership team in the in the team and they've gone, this isn't working. It's highly plausible, highly plausible. There's no reason to think that couldn't have happened, but we also have nothing to say it has. We don't know anything, by the way, for anyone listening to say this has happened. We're just speculating here because of the time and everything, because of the fact it's come out that Crosby took training. Johnny, I think you've always been the level-headed one when it comes to Fletcroft and give praise and also criticism where it's been deserved. So I think people will be really interested to hear your thoughts on what this means for him now. I said yesterday, this this is last chance saloon for him. He's, he's got, he lives and dies by his next appointment. If he gets this right and we stay up, he gets he gets leeway for me into the transfer window, but and I'm I'm saying this, but I'm expecting them obvious gaps to be filled, one or two signings into the window. I'm not expecting to be hitting August the first, and we still we still have got James Wilson and Ryan Loft on the books. And I'm not saying I want them gone. I'm just saying I'm I'm expecting Excellent. another strike. We have at least yeah. one of them gone. Yeah, at least one of them, probably both, to be fair. But and that's nothing against Willow. That's just that we wanted him gone last summer, and we and it didn't work out for both parties, and it was a marriage of convenience. So yeah, I just I, th- I think he buys himself a bit of time now with some. He doesn't with others. The damage has been done. The damage was done a long time ago with some people because of what Popey said and what. Speedy has happened with Speedy, and then it's not helped today. Adam Yates going on the radio and digging at the people that own the club and are up there and stuff like that. So there's there's a lot of talk coming out of the club that's negative. So that's always going to add fuel to the fire. And I I think you you only have to go and look at pretty much every club in the football e-pyramid and there's a version of a director of football whether you call it a sporting director or a technical whatever there's a version of it forest green have got one he he's actually he was really successful um and has ended up moving to portsmouth for example um and he's actually from stoke the but the bloke that's there is um yeah, and so, I know uh, I've had people message me going, look at what Steve Evans is doing at Stevenage. You'd never catch in with one. Actually, Stevenage have got one. Yeah, Stevenage have got a director of football. Steve Evans yeah. has had a director of football the last three or four jobs. You know what I mean? Like the, the directors of football are just are just part and parcel. They are the they are the chief scout as, as it used to be called. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the role isn't exactly like isn't new. It's just been rebranded and a little bit more power because there's a, there's a difference now between the average the average lifespan of a football manager compared to 30 years ago. Mm. Like, I just think for me, I like the role. I think Flitcroft's done a good job with signings, but like like I've always said, his good ones are good and his bad ones are catastrophic, and that's the issue. We haven't signed enough. We haven't signed enough to paraphrase the club league one steady players. We've either signed players like Ollie and Alfie who are like, fuck me, they're, they're top quality, or players like Conor Grant that you look like have never played football in their life. And that's my that's my kind of issue at the minute, is that 
we're, we're, we're going we're going to have to go into the next window with a new manager, which is fine. Are we having a manager that we've had four months? Are we then going into May having to bring in a new manager and then start all over again? Is this three five two philosophy set in stone? If so, fine. Recruit for it properly. Don't dick around and and leave people short again. And then the other bit of it is let's let's be honest about the budget. Come out and say we've got a a budget. Not a, not kind of be a bit shady about it. And I don't expect them to come out and say oh we've got one point three seven million to spend um, on transfers and and. 55 grand a week whatever to spend on player wages or anything like that. I don't expect that level of detail but Steve you just mentioned it and I disagree with you like you said that I don't believe that we're skint as people are putting it I don't believe that we're loaded either but I think that that rumour has got to be nailed on and got to be like got to be boxed off really quickly because it, it's becoming a stick to beat people with and I if it's not true, then surely we should be able to cut that out quite easily. Yeah, and we're not sacking the manager for saying because you're not paying him the compensation. Now, I don't believe we're paying him a bucket load of compensation, but we'll have to pay something because we've got rid of him. And just handing on from what you said there quickly, Johnny, there's people that are saying Sat Flickcroft can use the money to sign a striker or Sat Flickcroft can use the money to sign a better manager, blah, 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 blah. If we were to sack David Flickcroft, I fully expect, anticipate and even want as a fan him to be replaced with a director of football. So I yeah. don't think sacking him, that money is then used for X, Y and Z. This is 2024 now. Directors of football are here to stay for the foreseeable future. That's the model of football. If you don't have one, you're way behind other clubs because they actually should be if they're working right. And that's a matter of opinion if you think he is or not. They should be there to support the manager, help him with transfers, because gone are the days of Johnny Rudge that worked 28 hours a day. And yes, I did say 28 hours a day because read his autobiography. Them days are gone. That's not what football is anymore. Football isn't a one manager, an assistant manager, one coach, and they run the entire football club. It's gone. And if you're doing that, you're going to get left way behind because other clubs have already spotted players before you have. They've negotiated with players before you've had chance and they've signed players before you've had chance. So don't think getting rid of David Fleckcroft all of a sudden becomes a manager and two people. Because if it does, we're fucked as a football club and we're getting back into the dark ages. And I that's mean, coming from someone that liked that model. It, it was, it, like, if we get rid of Fleckcroft, like you said, you're just taking words pretty much out of my mouth there. Who, who thinks that we're getting the system that we've got, the youth development system? Who's managing that if he goes? Mm-hmm. Like, he's... You, You've got to give him some props on on that side of things because we were getting fuck all out of out of that system for years. And you have a look at it now, and we're not. I'm not entirely enamoured with the getting rid of players for four hundred grand or whatever it is to to Aston Villa. I'd much rather than get them to sign for us and and play in the first team and sell them on for for more. But we're at that stage right now. But we weren't generating revenue from that. From that, or or developing first team players, and you can't say that about us anymore. Like it's a good system that he's put in place, so you've got to give him, got to give him his due on that one. We should, we should rightly question at this stage whether he, whether he's right man for the job. It pains me to say it, but 
he's only hired one manager, hasn't he? And he got it wrong. Oh, so no, he actually yeah. brought down a Clark in. So, I, I think we were already on the road to that when we... When we no, no, I, not, not from what they've... Not, again, going off what they've said, not from what they've yeah. said. Yeah, from what I think, said. I think he was already, I think he was already a candidate, Daryl Clark. And he interviewed Flickcroft. I think he interviewed Flickcroft for the manager. Uh, and then he came in, sold him, sold his vision for director of football, and then we had Clark off the back of that. Uh, but we're talking, we're Clark talking, we're talking days, we're talking days when we did that because we, it was all done. At, it was go all done at the look. same time. Was all done. Go his... back and look. Go we didn't hire him. There was weeks and weeks between it, and it's quite well known that we weren't in for Daryl Clark and Dave Flickcroft, the one that brought Clark to Vale's attention. We weren't going to pay compensation for a manager, and Flickcroft's the one that went, no, you need this guy, this is the guy that we need to keep the club up, and we went and paid for him. Do we hired... Flickcroft, 8th of Feb, 2021. Yeah, Daryl Clark? Um, 15th of Feb, so a week. It was a week? Yeah. They want weeks and weeks... I mean, no, it was a few days. Like, anyway, regardless of that, like, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it just feels like, like, he was. Everybody wanted Daryl Clark at that point. Whereas this time, it was Crosby, Crosby's Daryl Clark. So you flick cross pick. So you you judge him on that one, and then you, and it's been a failure, abject failure in my eyes. Been a poor choice. So you're questioning one of the main parts of his job is getting the right, getting the key man in place to to manage this team, and he hasn't done it. You giving yeah, him another chance? Argue with that. Don't don't, argue is with it? That. Are we giving? Are we giving him another chance? Because that's what you're asking here. And then you're going into the next windows, and you have to give him a chance at, uh, to do the windows at that point because you're letting him hire a manager. Otherwise, why? What? What the hell are you hiring him? Uh, letting him hire a manager for? So. Fail at the crossroads. If they were getting rid of Flickcroft, they would have done it. Yeah, they would have agree. done it today. Agree, agree. Can I Andy, just go um, on, Steve? Go on, sorry. Yeah, um, I think there's got to be a bit of nuance with Flickcroft. He has done some good stuff. I mean, just going back to what Stu said, we'll gloss over that because I agree with him 100. Look at the pitch. You know, it's a good example. People went mental when he's like Speedy. Oh, Speedy's been at the club for years. That pitch now is 20 times better than it was. Some of the stuff that Flickcroft has done has worked well. But unfortunately, as we've said, he's got two or three er errors so wrong. And when Johnny says some of his signings haven't been good, it's his lack of signings, in, which I would which I would argue recently. It's like he hasn't got the ball. He's almost like we've been waiting for the perfect, the perfect striker, the perfect transfer, the one who ticks every box. We're Port Vale, we're not getting the striker who will think what we needed was somebody better than what we've got already. And it was almost like we were scared, to, a bit like you've got the yips and darts, you're scared to throw the dart. Throw the dart. It's like we, we were we were too reticent to take the plunge on somebody because he was scared of the reaction if he went wrong. We chased Dougloff, it was a disaster. Does that mean, not sorry, Dougloff, Ryan Loft, sorry, I'm going back in time. Does that mean that he didn't want to do it again and get it wrong? Was he not brave enough to actually sign somebody? Could it be as simple as that? And that's a real problem. If he's not going to back his judgment or back his, yeah, back his judgment, then 
where do you go from that? And if his judgment is that there's nobody out there who's good enough or we can afford, he should tell us that. He shouldn't insult the fans' intelligence. He should, they should come out and say, look, we couldn't get anybody for the for the budget. And I genuinely think they get some stick, but people like me, I'm putting it myself for some reason, I'd respect that more. Yeah, fair enough. And we're getting to that point now, a bit late at night, Andy's yawning, I've got me up early for work, so let's wrap it up. And we'll be back on Wednesday with a pod after the audience game where we know a little bit more. So, Andy, final thoughts on the news from Vale Park today. And what are your thoughts for tomorrow night now? Are you more optimistic, less optimistic, or exactly the same? Um, uh, it, it could be a... It, there could be a honeymoon. You know, a sacking tends to shake things up and it, it's a bit of a game-changer, isn't it? The form bit goes out the window. It might work for us, it might not. Um, as as from a thought, it's just a bit of a sorry mess, really, the way it's all panned out throughout this window. And I, I, I do feel genuinely a bit sorry for Andy without being... Patronising? <laughs> no, no, no. Without, without being sort of his biggest fan at the same time, I was, I was quite um, enthused by some of the football he played, but... I think the longer the season wore on, um, the, the lack of management was, was more of an issue than his, his technical ability as a coach. I think Clark outmanaged him um, when we played Cheltenham in October, and I think that was a sign of things to come, is that he just got out-thought a bit by, by, by proper managers as opposed to um, coaches, which is what I see him as. He, he'll, he'll go on and carry on being a, a decent number two, I imagine. I, you know, I, I'd be surprised if Nigel Adkins isn't on the phone at some point soon. Yeah, Steve, final thoughts. Just, um, I've got to go back when we appointed Crosby. I wasn't like Stu. I actually wasn't as against it as everybody else. Yes, it's a cheap option, but I thought, Do you know what, we're trying something a bit different here, and. Um, at the start, Barnes and Sally looked like it was working. The wheels came off quick and we haven't reacted fast enough. But, uh, you know, I don't want to reiterate or patronise by saying, no, he's a great guy because I've obviously never met him. But he always comes across well, you know, at Reading, when he made sure all his players went off the pitch safely. There's a lot to like about Andy Crosby. I just don't think he's a football manager. I think he's a coach. Yeah, fair enough. And then we'll come to Shoe next and then we can wrap up with Johnny. Yeah, no, not a lot else to say, really. I mean, I think it's just a long time coming, this one, from my perspective, and we've done the right thing today. Uh, wish it had been done earlier, a lot earlier, if, if I'm honest. I think, like we've said earlier, the, the League Cup run masked, masked the issue for quite a long time, and if I can't believe anybody wouldn't believe that. Um, I think we have to move on now, but I think it's an end of season moving on. I don't see how it's a. I don't see how we're going to be able to get somebody in for the long term that wants this job. That's willing to, if they're in a job already, is going to give up what they've got in somewhere else to try and keep us up in this league when it's not looking great. They can't make any changes player wise. So I think we really need to have a look at like getting somebody in till the end of the season to to help us out. Um, and I don't. I don't think we'll do. Dunny will be in charge for, for a little bit, but I don't believe, knowing what I know, that Dunny wants to be wants to be a a, a manager 
because uh, he's tried it twice and he and he uh, I know that he didn't enjoy it either time. So um I think we just need to we need to find our way forward uh, to the end of the season and scrabble through because that's exactly how we left ourselves on what was it Thursday night last week at the, at the on deadline day when yeah. the the work that we did during the di- transfer window is catastrophic and basically left us scratching scratching and scrambling to get to the end of the season uh, i think we've given ourselves a better chance of staying up tonight but uh, today but it really depends on who we hire now yeah and johnny final thoughts before we wrap it up yeah, for me, I, I just think that like we've we've acted really slowly. We've this 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 is going to pain me to say this, but it reminds me of when Stu was talking about John Askey should have been going, um, and we we hung on and hung on and hung on, and we were we were really clear about that, and we we said that we were we said that we wouldn't make that mistake again, and we felt like we have done and. I just don't know now, like why, why, why today? That's that's the thing I I don't understand why today because you you've now you've now got a, a massive job on your hands to convince someone to come in like like everyone's just mentioned and you just you you just now need to convince the players. That they're good players again. You've got to get that back into them. You've got to work out how we're going to pick up the points we need to either convince somebody to take the job longer term, like Andy said earlier, if it rolls into March or or not, or if we do bring someone in who is is after a, a short term management fix and is going to ruffle a few feathers, then I'd look no further than Mick McCarthy. I think that'd be brilliant, but mm. it's it, it's where it's where there's somebody like Mick McCarthy wants six months work and the hassle of it. So it it all depends on where these people are at in their careers in terms of do they want something short term, or if if we if we hire somebody like that and they go and win six 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 of the next ten. Are we then putting ourselves in that position where we're thinking, oh, do we hire them for next season, sort of thing? And they turn around and say no, and then we're we're then scrambling a little bit because we've stopped doing prep because it, it looks like it's working. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that you look at and think a bit like Warner going into Aberdeen today. He said he only wants it for six months, but if that goes well. He only wanted Uddersfield for six months, and he only, he's probably he's wanted these last about ten jobs for six months. So it, it, it's a real it's a real difficult one for me. We, we've we've got to set our stall very early about the plan that we're going. Either somebody longer term, and we're going to have to back them and back them well. And that might mean looking in the free transfer window and seeing who's about. And trying to get something out of one of them players, um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 a long, it's going to be a long ten days. I feel until yeah. uh, until stuff moves, and it's three big games in that period as well. Yeah, massive, massive. And my final thoughts before we wrap up: it can't be wait until March till the new manager comes in. That's not an option. I'm sure we've already started acting, and we need to act pretty quick. 
I'm happier than I was yesterday, as I keep saying, that the club have actually done something. Um, I think we're giving ourselves a chance of staying up. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to stay up, but it gives us a chance. Tomorrow night, for those going, you've now got to get behind the lads. You've got to get behind the club. There's been a lot of dysfunction between Vale fans. There's been a lot of people not happy. There's been a lot of dividedness between Vale fans. They've now acted the first part of the move. Get behind the lads, roll them onto the pitch tomorrow night, give them a bit of confidence, be that 12th man, and let's see if we can go and get three points to make this job a little bit more attractive for someone. If we're looking long-term, as I've said for the last 12 months, I want Pete Wilde from Barrow. I've been saying him since Daryl Clark left. I think he's done a great job everywhere he's been. Short-term, I'm not against Gareth Ainsworth on a six-month. I don't think I want him permanent, but I think he could come and potentially try and keep us in the league. He's not taking that, though, is he? I don't know. It depends where he feels his stock is after the QPR job. Does does Gareth Ainsworth's stock go, go up any if he keeps Port Vale in League One? I don't think it goes down any if he doesn't. I disagree with that, actually. I think he, if he, there's no win to him taking the six month, the, well, what is it now? Three month job. It's three a three month, month yeah, job. Three month it's job, a three yeah. month job. I wouldn't be taking that if I were him, unless uh, unless I got a three year deal. Because he's got to root his family up as well. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's my thinking. I think you, you've got to look at that manager at the other end of his career that that might that, that might consider a short term to to be able to to do that. You're not going to get a manager that isn't considering this as their next permanent role. Yeah, you've got to yeah. go with an older guy really to sort of like who's willing to take a three month assignment, knowing he's probably not going to get the job after, but the stock doesn't get it either way. Uh, for that temp job, uh, I'd I'd love Gareth Ainsworth if he wanted to be the wanted to be the manager. Well, would do genuinely would. I think he did a good job at at Wickham. Uh, we hear that the football's not great, don't we? But like we're we're as the football being great this year, and we haven't won any fucking games. So why yeah. don't we go and get somebody who could at least win some matches? Yeah, I don't think he fits into the philosophy of the club long term. If we carry on the same philosophy, but. He might, you know, I think he's got a chance of keeping us in this league. So it'll be interesting. Luckily, we're not paid to hire the manager. It won't be on us who comes in. It isn't on us when someone gets sacked because I think we all called for it a lot earlier. But he's gone now. Let's unite as a club. I know there's still going to be a bit of faction between some people that want Flickcroft, some that don't. Steve's waving at me. I don't know if he's saying bye or he's got a point, mate, before we he's go. He's just proving that he's from yeah. Middle by showing that he's only got four fingers on each hand. <laughs> Five fingers. No, I just think the big question is, Bez, that I know everyone's going to want to ask me, will you be buying a cup of Bovril tomorrow or will you be sneaking your flask in? Well, it's not sneaking a flask in. You're allowed to take a flask in. So it wouldn't be sneaking. Now that I see that the club are actually taking it seriously, I will buy a coffee in the ground tomorrow and put money back into the club. Uh, next next season's budget saved anyway. So <laughs> there we go. That's not that's three shirt sales. <laughs> Program week. Yeah, genuinely, and from last night, genuinely, I wouldn't have brought a coffee. And I know it's two pound fifty, and I know it's not going to make any difference. But genuinely, I was not putting another penny in the club. What now I can see pie? You what? What about a pie? No, I'm on a diet at the moment. Can't you tell? Yeah. You're looking but good. I just wanted to bring this up more than anything else. But like, 
just for me, why why were you not going to put any more money into the club? Because Carroll's got the right look. Let's go into that one. Carroll's got the got the best interest of this club at heart, aren't she? More than anything else. Yeah, exactly. But you're hitting her in the pocket if you do that, just because she's made a crap decision about David Flitcroft. No, it wasn't so, do with that. The reason I wasn't going, and if you, I take it you haven't listened to yesterday's pod. I don't listen, do I? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I joking. I do. I just did. I fell asleep because. <laughs> As a fan from the outside looking in, they gave up on the season in January by not bringing a striker and not bringing a left wing back in. And I thought, yeah. why should I put any more money in and show that I still care when they obviously don't? But today yeah. we've done something that says to me, do you know what? We know this season now is in trouble. We haven't given up on the season. We're going to do what we can between now and the end of the season to put it right. The wind has gone, so we can't do anything there. People wanted the director of football gone. If he goes, that has no impact between now and the end of the season because a director of football will impact stuff at the end of the season. So the only thing left to do was the manager. And is he the fall guy? Has he been thrown under the bus? I feel for him. I really do. I still stand by the fact we'd be on more points now if we had a better manager in the first half of the season than Andy Crosby. We'd have been 10 points better off and we'd have been clear of that relegation zone. And whoever the manager was would still be in a job. However, that's the answer that we've got. As of today, we can't turn back the clock and say, do you know what, let's sack him on the 28th of October after we've lost to Cheltenham because we can't turn back time. So today the decision has been made for me that the best thing in the interest of this football club is that we get rid of the manager and bring someone in to try and keep us up. Will they? Who knows? We can't forward time either. But I think we've given them a chance now. And as a result, I'm willing to now carry on putting money into the club because... I can see that they're now taking things seriously. Whereas yesterday, I couldn't see that they were taking relegation serious. No. So you're going to spend a penny in the ground tomorrow? Well, no, because I haven't... You can't, because you're having a piss in a portal out the back. Just like 50% of the rest of the club. Yeah, it could be outside the ground. Jesus. But yeah. I I know they're trying really hard, but it does look a bit shambolic at the moment, doesn't it, the club? Yeah, it, it does. Has anybody that's got any, anything else? Has anybody got anything else that'll keep Bezra up for another 15 minutes? <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, what we got? No, let me turn. Let, what, what about your uh, Tennessee trip? Come and talk, talk to us about that. <laughs> oh, you've done that already. Bored everybody to tears. No, I mean, just... no, I haven't actually. I haven't <laughs> done that one, but, but that's another day. I've got me up early in the morning. For Can I have a quick AOB? Very quick. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, um, Kirsty's not on the call today because she's away and it's a dad's. It's a big birthday for a dad. So happy birthday, Craig. Um, yeah, big podcast listener. Big up the yeah. Craig. Yeah. And that's why I had to make sure I got it in. Remember sucking up to him. Look at him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and also, while we're, while we're talking about absent people, uh, rumours that Amos is sharing a bottle of whiskey physically with Andy Crosby are yet to be confirmed. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be happening. That Now's could the be around for Cause Atlantic. He has, he has. But as you can hear, there's laughter on today's pod. There wasn't yesterday, and that's not because someone's lost the job by any stretch. There's just a little bit of hope that maybe, just maybe, we can stay up. Let's see. There's 19 games go. Old cliche, there's 19 cup finals. Tomorrow's the first one. Get behind them. Roar them on the pitch. Stay behind them during the game. Let them know the fans are in it for the slog now. And we were before, but everyone was pissed off. I'm sure people are still pissed off, but Get behind him. Let's get three points on the board. Have an ale and up the veil. 
So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.